When the third generation Kia Sportage arrived in 2010, it helped make an important statement about Kia. It reinforced the view that Kia was not just about cheap cars, but could compete in terms of good design and quality manufacturing. As medium-sized SUVs go, it was practical, quite good-looking, but not necessarily a standout over its competitors. In 2015, it was the seventh best-selling vehicle in the lower-priced medium SUV segment, but it might soon lose a place with the very significant sales of the other Korean in this class, the Hyundai Tucson, which was released in August last year. Kia Australia has just released the fourth generation model of the Sportage. The three models span the price range from about 29000 plus on-roads and going up to 46000 for the top-of-the-range platinum all-wheel drive diesel. Alan Zervis and I went to the launch and he joins me on the line to talk about the vehicle. Alan, among everything else, this car drives particularly well. How are you, Dave? Yes, it does. It's, uh, it drives like a like a any other car. I mean, it's uh, it feels good on the road. It feels steady. Um, I don't think Kia is just about cheap cars anymore. Mm, yeah, it certainly has done that, hasn't it? Although I have I have got to say, one of our colleagues, uh, Rob uh, Fraser, uh, made the point that perhaps the middle uh, class of vehicle, the SLI uh, model in this uh, Sportage range, might drive the best because well, when you go to the top of the range ones, you go to 19-inch wheels with about, what is it, 50 50 profile tyres. Mm. Low profile tyres are really coming into their own, but gee, you put them onto an SUV and perhaps you're really trying to mix things up just a little bit too much. Well, David, I think he has a point. Uh, it's, there's no doubt that the lower the profile tyres, the rougher the ride. And all I would say is that very few of these uh, SUVs will ever see any off-road action. And uh, most of our roads are okay. I personally found them okay. Even when we went on a little bit of the graded dirt road, it certainly wasn't bad. No, and I think I remember commenting to you at the time that uh, considering we were on low-profile tyres for part of the trip, the ride seemed very, very good even for low-profile tyres. Mm, the looks of it a little bit more aggressive, a higher lights, a headlights, a bigger bulge on the nose, distinctive? Very distinctive. I think it, they've been very clever by keeping the general atmosphere, the general look of the previous model, just as they did with Optima, but all of the metal works new. So what they've done is made it a little bit bigger all round and uh, kept the look that everybody seemed to like. Yeah, I, I think it it's, it looks rather stylish. The back, it's hard to make them look new, I think, but they've got some lights down on the bumper bars uh, on the you know either side of the rear bumper bar. So, uh, and it's got a bit of a sloping back roof to it, so it doesn't look like the box shape. Well, look, dare I say there's very little you can do with two boxes stuck together. Hmm. But I think they've gone for the sloping roof that reminds me very slightly of a Range Rover Evoque. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, it's got a bit of that. The, uh, the Evoque is um, very standout in that regard. You either like it or you don't. I think this is a bit more general in its looks, but still something that is not quite so boxy as you say, you know, as we say, and and uh, are, are capable of doing that. Inside, uh, good uh, good room, uh, comfortable car. It's got uh, a little more space in it than the previous model. The 
quality of the uh, upholstery to me feels a lot better and the quality of the dash the plastics and so forth is now the same uh, as the Optima so they've they really upped the game with this generation of Kias. Yeah because the Optima really does well doesn't it in terms of uh, an overall package and I think led the way particularly for Kia in being stylish in that regard. Now there are three models to it uh, what it starts out uh, with a two wheel drive version it does, yes. A two-wheel drive petrol um, is the is the entry point. Uh, not a bad engine, and uh, again, you know, it runs into my uh, the problem I have with SUVs that are two-wheel drive. I can't really see any point to them, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, you might as well get a station wagon, really. Might as well get a station wagon. It's going to use less petrol. We drove the, uh, the petrol engine ones, uh, the, the two-liter. I think it uh, was one version, which uh, was perhaps a little power and really highlighted why the diesel was a more comfortable engine to drive. Absolutely. There's only the one variant of diesel, um, whereas there's two petrols, and we drove the lower uh, spec petrol engine first, uh, and the 2.4 a bit later. There didn't seem to, there seemed to be a much better uh, uh, all-round performance out of the 2.4. The uh, the two liter is just a little bit too. Gutless. <laughs> let's, let's, let's say gutless. The upmarket one is the Platinum. It's all very nice. It still has the it throws in as a, a thing that you have to have if you go for the Platinum model of a sunroof, which I'm um, a little dubious about. I think it's one of those things that might look nice you use once and never use again uh, in that regard. I've got to say... I up agree. Mm, yeah, you, you think so? I, I'm just. I do, I do. Uh, what I would like to see is a tick box where you could opt out of it because it's uh, a couple of grand's worth. Yeah, more weight up high affects the handling. You've got to adjust the suspension a little. It's, it's just, you know, it carries more weight and therefore can't help fuel consumption. The thing about the platinum up the front is uh, a very distinctive little the cubes down on on the on the sides of the car and the fr- low down the front of the car. It has those little force in a square shaped uh, headlight well not headlights but uh, uh, parking lights and that uh, do you like yeah. the look of those things? I do, I think they look spectacular we first saw them uh, at least in Australia anyway on the Proceed GT which we uh, liked very much hmm. um, I think it looks distinctive and uh, dare I say looks a little Porsche-esque uh, yeah well of course it has the look from the Le Mans racing cars really doesn't it? That's right uh, where they use those, they're, they're almost medium-size lights, uh, and they put them together. I thought on the, uh, and I've said to, to the boys in the quirky news segment that on the Alpha 4C they look almost like a little bit of a disease. Uh, you know, they're not, they're a bit too distinctive. Uh, you know, they set apart. This is a nice cluster of them. Yeah. I think it's what they're trying to do is to create something that people will note and that will, when they go into a showroom, stick in their minds. As you know, people will go and test drive any number of cars and uh, it's like when you're buying a house, you say, did that uh, car have so-and-so or such-and-such and And in the end you can't remember. Mm. Everyone's going to remember those lights. Oh, okay, yes. 
Yeah, see, the, what we're using lights for now is almost like the Nike Swish, where we have LEDs sort of in a line, almost like a Christmas decoration. This yeah. is four distinctive pencil beam light type lights uh, on either side, eight all up, which I think makes, as you say, a bit more stand out. It does. And, you know, it's funny you should mention that uh, I was talking to one of the Kia chaps on the weekend and uh, and I happened to mention that uh, the, the, the quality generally had gone up and I see ideas captured from German cars. And, of course, it's not surprising because the head of design is a German who used to design for Audi. And the uh, comment was, well, the Kia managers think that uh, you know that they're just about reaching the quality of uh, say Volkswagen yeah well certainly the tests uh, well the surveys from America are suggesting that uh, Kia is right up there in fact ahead of uh, many of those other brands in fact I think as a mass-produced brand uh, it is number one and is only beaten by Porsche in, in one survey the JD power surveys so they've really it, that's in reliability so quality yeah. I think comes into that well, of course, there's the other thing uh, to mention is that they've got a seven-year warranty, which I personally don't think they would offer if they weren't confident that their cars would uh, not cost them a fortune offering an extra two or three or four years warranty over other brands. Oh, look, I think that makes it stand out again. It, it's just incredible that uh, you back yourself in that way. Yeah. And so they should, you know, the, uh, all of the cars that we've had to evaluate uh, have performed perfectly every single time. There's not a thing has gone wrong with them. And I can't say that about some other brands. The Platinum model, top of the range, all-wheel drive diesel, uh, you know, it's got, got a lot of features, does uh, particularly well. Uh, comes in at about, what is it, $46,000 uh, mm. in round figures, plus on roads. Uh, you were driving a, a one of the competitors, the RAV4, the other day. It's a bit more expensive, yeah. isn't it? It was more expensive, uh, similar features, um, and the problem I had with the RAV4 was I didn't like the look of it, not, not at all, whereas the the uh, Kia product, I think, looks, uh, the whole Kia range looks fantastic, but the Sportage in particular looks very, it looks cutting edge, it looks brand new, it looks exciting, whereas I think the, the Toyota has gone from uh, what was once a quite a cute little car to the new one just being a little bit generic. That could be said of some Toyotas uh, along the way. Fifty-five or so thousand dollars for the top yeah. of the range Raz 4 is, is really starting to get pricey. It is, and David, I have to say, it wasn't as nice to drive as the Kia. It's, it's interesting when you look at uh, cars in that market, there are, well, in fact, the Sportage is actually outselling even the Jeep Cherokee. That's not the Grand Cherokee, which probably has a better yeah. reputation. Um, but, gee, i tell you what, too. The other Korean coming into the market, the Tucson, came in in August. Yeah, that's almost selling in, in the month of December. It would have been number two in the market uh, yeah. uh, b behind the Mazda CX-5, but ahead of RAV4, Nissan X-Trail, Subaru Forester, Mitsubishi Outlander, Honda CRV. Um, some good uh, competitors there, but gee, uh, the Koreans are really stamping themselves in that market. That's right, and I think the important thing that you just mentioned there was that most of those cars are Japanese car makers. Uh, 
are made by Japanese brands. And I think the Japanese really need to be on their best behaviour over the next uh, you know decade or so, or they'll find themselves behind Korea by a long shot. The market perhaps reflects image as much as quality to some degree, and 15th place was the Skoda Octavia Scout, which I think is a, a good car. I don't like the name, but it, I think is a very good car. Well, I love Skodas. I think they're fabulous to drive. Hmm. They've uh, got decent quality. The uh, value for money is extraordinary, but for some reason the Australian public just doesn't take into them. They sold in the month of December 83 cars. 83 cars. In that same month, Mazda sold 1,917 it says a lot, doesn't it? See, I, I don't mind either the Suzuki Grand Vitara. I know you don't like the colour and uh, some of them, but uh, <laughs> I think that's not a bad car. Actually, I might uh, try and do a, a longer test on one of those to see how I feel. I was a little bit uh, uh, dubious about some things uh, when it came out, but uh, maybe that was just launch uh, quality and so on. Well, I think what we should do, do is do a drive together and uh, make some, you know, compare notes uh, live as we go and see uh, see how we feel. But the, I think if you're going to put uh, a car onto a press fleet, you don't make it the colour of uh, diarrhoea. Yes, it's, a, it's baby poo brown. Uh, what do they call it? Sahara Desert or something, or sand or something. Yeah, but that's that's the Suzuki. Still, the uh, Kia Sportage, the, uh, the Koreans just keep uh, getting better and better and this is a great example of it alan service marvelous to talk to you thanks for your time thanks david thanks very much and there it was alan service we were talking about the kia sportage medium-sized suv